0: (laughs) (laughs) Glory! don't be distracted by my awesome sunglasses jeez louise the bible says if your eye be single then your body be full of light (laughs) I'm just focused on the harvest praise the lord I always call him the lord of the harvest you know because since I was a little tyke rolling around Linden Hills, Minneapolis you know by Lake Harriet, going to the place called Great Harvest Bakery. I mean, that's a free advertisement, you know, whatever. Their breads are actually not very good, but their cinnamon rolls were like gold when I was like four years old. I'd be like, man, if my mom took me to get a cinnamon roll at Great Harvest Bakery, that was the best day of my five-year-old life. I'd eat that thing, oh my god, it'd be soaked in cinnamon and sugar frosting and they you gotta heat it up you know you ever had an amazing cinnamon roll you gotta heat it up and they'd heat it up for you have that microwave right there i swear as a kid like that'd be ecstasy that was heaven on earth that was my grid for perfection as a child and god was reminding me this week when I was a little kid, you know, because I'm getting my brains back from all the sin I've gotten through in my life, getting forgiven and healed by the blood of Jesus through all my memory in the past 35 years of my life. And he's healing up my childhood memories. And he's showing me, you remember when you were a little kid where I used to take you? It was God the Father talking to me this week. I said, yeah, Papa, I remember. Great harvest. He said, Brandon, I had this thing planned before you were even formed in your mother's womb. This thing has been in the works in America, in US Revival, and US Great Awakening, long before you were here. God's been planning this great harvest since the fall of his son and daughter, Adam and Eve. I tell you the truth. This is what Jesus Christ, our Lord, envisioned. Are you distracted by my cool sunglasses? I feel some people kind of like, oh my god, what the heck? Listen to the gospel with those sunglasses on. Get over it. God sees the heart. The Bible says you are forbidden to ever judge by the flesh or by appearances. You can only judge legally in the new covenant as Christians by the heart. It is written. Amen. So that your discernment can be right. I'm a prophet of God. So I'm a real one. So I'll always make you be more spiritual and less natural in the Holy Ghost, in the blood of the Lamb, in the cup of the new covenant, in the bread of heaven. In the table of the Lord. It's true. The natural stuff is the false prophet stuff, the stuff of the brains, the stuff that is not crucified with Christ, that doesn't drink the blood of Jesus, that doesn't feast on his flesh, that doesn't celebrate his sacrifice. That's the false prophetic of the human brains, the false prophet of the book of Revelation. The true prophetic. Of the spirit of prophecy of the testimony of Jesus always celebrates his sacrifice. Is always drunk. Jeremiah. Is Jeremiah a real prophet? Well, they threw him in the well. They constantly mocked him. They constantly fought him. All the way until the Babylonian Exodus. And he never lied to him. He only loved his people perfectly. Since I was young, I've always been told that I'm a Jeremiah. I don't even know. My mom was... We came through so much stuff. If you want to read my testimony, it's on redlettermen.com. But I can relate with to the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah so much. The suffering in Babylon. Because this world system truly is of all nations. Babylon the Great. This 1981, 80s kids, and these 70s kids, and these 90s kids. You guys, all of us Gen Xers and Millennials, we were born into the Great Tribulation. We were born into Babylon the Great, and you old people, you know that now. That's what this world system is. That's why it's been so freaking hard. It's been so hard. I mean, I have lost so many friends. My 15-year-old girlfriend died in my lap at South Lake Tahoe High School, California, when I was 15 on alcohol because she was a diabetic and she overdosed and died drinking a bottle of vodka. I mean, I had, to this day, my college friends, my high school friends, I get news that they're dying and overdosing on heroin, dying on vodka. Vodka has killed more people It's just insane, and I'm so sick and tired of the drugs and alcohol taking my friends and taking my generation, that I'll do anything to intoxicate them with the blood of Jesus. I'll, I'll look like an idiot. I mean, I'll become a fool for Christ's sake. I'll become a cheerleader for a God that no one believes in. I could care less about my life. My life is forfeit. I just want to help others, seriously, sincerely. I live in a condemned crack house in North Minneapolis that's only been partially remodeled, barely up to code. It's pretty nasty place and a pretty nasty neighborhood, North Minneapolis, at the center and the heart of 36 organized gangs. We do everything we can every day for everyone. And I'm finding out the hard way as an inner city missionary for 11 years that the only thing that works is his sacrifice and the emphasis on Christ crucified and the blood of Jesus and the flesh of Jesus and the bread of heaven and the new wine of the divine kind making my face shine. I think I lost five years off my face the last couple months because I've been drinking so much of the hot blood of Jesus, which causes all the persecution and misunderstanding they got to say, oh, it's the essential oil or, you know, it's the diamond oil. I mean, we haven't even done that stuff. It's ancient history. Vice reintroducing our documentary on Facebook that was recorded in 2012. That's like stuff I even forgot I ever even did and it's like people messaging me 100 messages on Facebook about essential oils and diamond oil. I'm like, And we stopped doing that years ago. I I have aromatherapy, you know, but I don't even use the same oils. I got some better oils now from Minneapolis that are much better that I get at the wedge. So suck on that. (laughs) You can't get high on anything in this world. What do you mean? Oh, you can get high on heroin. You can get high on crack. Get high on marijuana. You get drunk on alcohol. Like yeah, but that's death. You know, and death sucks. You know, I don't want to feel lousy, and I don't want to have to always go back to a natural substance and waste all my money. And you know, there is no high like the Most High. I was never lying to you, you know. And what I learned from my older brothers and sisters who discipled me tremendously, like John Scotland and uh, others like him, through the you know Toronto outpouring and people that really were loyal to the blood of Jesus and the cup of the new covenant that helped me tremendously. It's there's no high like the Most High. There's no death in the blood of the Lamb. Do you understand that my intoxication and the intoxication of Acts chapter two, why they had to explain they're not drunk on alcohol at 9 a.m. in the morning in the Bible was because they were filled with the blood of Jesus. They were filled with the Holy Spirit blood. He was conceived of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was poured out in Pentecost, the blood of Jesus and celebration wine was poured out in Pentecost, and they were intoxicated on the cup of the everlasting covenant. Drink it, all of you. I mean, it's so simple, but you got to understand, first of all, it's by faith that you're saved. Grace, by faith that you're saved. You know the verse? It's by grace through faith that you're saved, not by works, so that no one can boast. People are like, messaging me today, how do I get high? I mean, you feel like You seem like you really have the experience of the glory of God and, you know, I believe what you're experiencing is the presence of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. There's some sincere people. It's not just all mockery, ridicule, and a bunch of egotistical narcissists that think they know everything. No, there's actually genuine Christians that are just seeking God, trying to figure out what the heck's going on, you know? You know, it's the cup of the new covenant and it's activated by faith. In heaven, the atmosphere is faith. By believing, you're saved. Faith is what causes you to enter the promised land. We should have learned that from Moses and that ancient Exodus. They died in the wilderness because they couldn't believe the word that came from the prophet. When you believe the word of God, you enter your promised land. Who believed the good report? Joshua and Caleb, and then they inherited the promised land. I believe everything my heavenly father has said to me since I've been born again 18 years because I had such a radical conversion and I heard the audible voice of God. In October of 1999, when I was born again, four pastors carried me out, hand and foot Minnesota teen challenge, dragged me into an office, began casting demons out of me for two and a half hours. I was buzzing in what felt like 10,000 watts of electricity, and I heard an audible voice of God right over my head. Said, I will make you more high than all the drug addicts, and I'll make them jealous of how high I get you. That was my first day born again. I heard the audible voice of God, and it was about redeeming drug culture. It was about redeeming the people lost on alcohol. I mean, I was so gone, you guys. I... I thought I'd experienced everything in the natural realm, everything in the world there was. I mean, I was genuinely searching for the meaning of life. I believed in evolution, and I, I believed in hedonism. I was just a dead human being, like so many of my friends that don't believe in Jesus right now, even my family members that I love so much that have no faith in Christ. I was just like them, where it's like you defend the pride of knowledge in your brain. like you know, Darwinism is proven scientifically, and I mean, and it doesn't even matter. Like, I don't debate anyone anything. I just celebrate the cup of the new covenant, and you'll have to experience for yourself the cup of salvation when you drink it by believing in Jesus Christ's sacrifice, because I'm telling you guys, it's real. The demonic realm is real. I mean, many people that have been in Drugs and alcohol, they can tell you about all kinds of spiritual experiences they've had when they've entered the spirit illegally through pharmakia, witchcraft of drugs and alcohol. Alcohol is pure sorcery. Alcohol is tolerated sorcery. Like, every nation in the world tolerates the sorcery of alcohol. Alcohol, according to the Book of Enoch, was taught mankind by fallen angels. (laughs) It's wicked stuff. I mean, yeah, it's okay in moderation, you know, when you're Actually, God's people, if you read about it in uh, Jesus Christ's testimony of his first sign in Cana Galilee, Penny, what'd he do? Turn the water water into wine. And it was alcoholic wine (laughs) after they'd had too much to drink. There's a time, but I'm telling you, I don't touch this stuff. I've taken a Nazarite vow from birth like John the Baptist in the wilderness. We live off of locusts and wild honey. And this river, this river of life, I mean, I don't touch any of it anymore. I used to. You know, be like, okay, well, I have a Coors light, and be like, God's like, you don't need that, man. You got a special calling on your life. Zero compromise anymore. Don't do any of that stuff. Just the blood of Jesus, and raise the standard in your generation, and help these drug addicts. These are so many people on prescription drugs. I mean, I get messages every single day of ministry from people struggling with alcohol, speak in drugs, prescription drugs, every kind of drug. Unimaginable. Meth, heroin, crack, cocaine, marijuana. You know, they want to justify marijuana, but whatever. <laughs> it's a drug. Anything of the natural realm, and they'll be like, oh, but well, then they'll come at you, right, in their human nature and say, Do you drink coffee? <laughs> Coffee's a drug. I was like, oh man, bust me. I'll just be hanging up here on the cross. Crucify me all over again. I drink a cup of coffee, you know, in the drunken glory. You know, the thing about it is, is the crucifixion of the human nature, buddy, friend. It's about being crucified with Christ. It's about being single-minded so your body is full of light as Jesus Christ, our Lord, declared. Do you understand? It's about faith in Christ, that you're filled with the glory of God. He said in his own words, (laughs) when he spoke. (laughs) You like that? He said in his own words when he spoke, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Which means if you don't believe in Jesus, you can't see. You're blind. Are religious people blind? Yes. Are rebellious people blind? Yes. Because they don't believe. When you start believing, my friends, Americans, you will see the glory of God faith is a gift it will be energized by grace from the Holy Spirit who works mightily in your hearts and you will realize God loves you and sent his son to die for you it is no joke it is an experience that will totally shatter your whole human life and turn your path in a divine path a narrow path it is a holy path, and we fall all the time in this narrow way. I mean, I've never seen a single person in 2,000 years, not even the Apostle Paul or the Apostle Peter or any of the great men and women of God that I look up to, Catherine Kuhlman. You know, you can mock him and ridicule him, but Benny Hinn was used mightily in my life with the book Good Morning Holy Spirit when I was in Teen Challenge, and there's so many others. So many mighty men and women of God that have gone before us, that God has, has used. And no one's perfect. Let he who's without sin cast the first stone. So when I see these 20-year-old you know, girls in college calling us names and calling us stupid, it's just like, and you're saying you're smarter? I mean, like, your brain at 20 years old you know, we have kids in the jungles of Vietnam telling me I'm an idiot. You know, they're in seventh grade. I have a seventh grade Vietnam jungle education. Here I am. I have a BS in Bible. I have a BS in pastoral studies from an accredited university of Bible. I was taught of doctors and theologians and some of the very best in the entire assemblies of God, the second largest denomination in the world after Roman Catholicism. That was taught by the best Holy Spirit professors, possibly, arguably, in the evangelical world, in the charismatic Pentecostal world. And you know what? None of it matters. I've been a missionary 11 years in the inner city. My theology was the first thing to go poof when I was carjacked twice, trying to tell people in Cedar, Riverside, West Bank about Jesus. Gang members grabbed grab my keys and uh, guns pointed at me. I've been shot at, I've been, I've been rushed with knives. I've had people around me grabbed by Somalian games, gangs, pushed on the curb and curb stomped with their teeth shattered right in front of me and I just stepped over their teeth in missions. Inner city missions, 11 years. I've had people execution style murders of four little teenage gang bangers right on Lake Street. They push a kid down 15 feet away from me, put a gun to his head, and blow his brains out, four shots, point blank range, right, and I'm on the other side of the dude's head. That was the first three months of my missionary work at Red Letter Ministries. I'd already seen the curb stomp, the brain matter flying out of this gang banger's head, And I'm like, okay. And I come out of a criminal background in my past. I was not a good boy at all. In and out of juvie as a kid. And I'm not going to embellish my testimony. But I had a very, very troubled, I had some good times, but a lot of hard times. Because I have a terrible, rebellious nature. And I come from some rebellious, rebellious genealogies. That's true. And God bless them. We're all forgiven, washed in the blood of Jesus. And I said to myself, is this how bad things are in the USA? I mean, I I honestly didn't know. I'm born again. I just come out of Bible college and God said to me, you're not going to pastor churches. You're going to pastor cities and nations. I have no idea what he's talking about. You know, I'm like you, like what the heck am I watching right now? What is this? It makes no sense. I just heard, but I've been delivered from so much hell and teen challenge, and through Bible college, and the Lord had been so faithful, speaking in tongues, just trying to follow the Holy Ghost every day because that's all I have left in my entire world, and I just realized, man, things are really bad in America. I mean, I'm brain matter, teeth all over the place, carjacks, stabbed at, gang riots, and he's like, you're going to pass through cities and nations, and here I am like dodging bullets my first three months, you know, and I'm hearing the audible voice of God, and I'm praying and I'm fasting, you know, and I'm praying in tongues hours a day, I'm listening to the audio Bible hours a day 24-7, because I have it on while I'm sleeping, because I'm desperate, because if I screw up that bullet goes right through me. And I don't really want to die. I kind of want to live. I'd love to have a family and kids someday because I'm just a young man out of Bible college and looking down the barrel of some gangster's Glock 9mm, you know, over a $50 crack bag gone wrong because because these kids are such idiots. Gone to money and alcohol. I mean, what I see in my neighborhood, and I'm not going to lie to you, but I've probably seen, just around my house, 25 drive-by shootings. 25! I've been here 9 years. This is a former crack house. God gave it to us. We barely brought it up to code. I live in North Minneapolis. And just around my neighborhood here, I mean, there have been many times where they've come in and yellow-taped my entire block. Like, not just a crime scene, my entire block was yellow-taped. And I'm, I'm just taped in, yellow tape. <laughs> and, and, I mean, if I could say it only happened once, I'd be a very happy person, but it's happened like 25 times where the whole sections of our streets are just barricaded. I mean, this is the real deal of U.S. inner-city missions, you guys. It's a freaking nightmare. And you know what's stronger than the freaking nightmare of the hell of the inner cities? I tell you the truth. The blood of Jesus Christ. Turn it around, baby. We're turning it around. We are turning it around. It is turning around. The kids are playing on the streets. When I first moved in here, they were sending me statistics. You know, people that are watching our ministry and helping our ministry, they were sending me some news reports and statistics from my neighborhood, and they said, Brandon, within just a couple years in your neighborhood, crime is down 40%. And I'm like, well, I don't think I can take the credit, but I know Jesus can since he died on the cross. Mrs. B that lived in the house next to me for 28 years, she'd blast KTIS 98.5 out of her front porch to the whole neighborhood. My first time meeting her, she'd been an inner city, just a praying grandma, old grandma that lived in this house next to me for 28 years. Went through Murderapolis when this was Pookie Duke's house the number one crack house of Minneapolis distributing cocaine to all Minneapolis from the cartels of Chicago. He's burning in life in prison right now. But this woman endured that hell for 28 years. And I walked up to her to meet her, because I'm her new neighbor, and she'd already gone through all that hell. And she says, I'm the first woman you're gonna meet that will hit you in the head with a baseball bat in the name of Jesus. And I watched her. She would charge these little crack dealers on the street. She'd rush them with the baseball bat, saying, you're not selling drugs in my neighborhood. And the kids were scared out of their mind, out of Mrs. B. And you know what? I, I started praying. I started getting alongside her, because she'd been around here longer than me. And I gave her her CDs in her mailbox of the worship music and stuff. And she comes like, she was like, man, I can feel the glory of God. She's like I can rest in peace. She sold her house and moved out of the neighborhood, and she said it's all yours. True story. <laughs> <laughs> 28 years, just interceding for the area, guys, and now it's like Whoo! we're not done yet. There's still a lot of problems, but I'm telling you, we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel in our inner city of USA missions work. Uh, the inner cities, I'm telling you. You know, you you want to look at the statistics in Chicago. Yes, I know. It's bad. 400 shootings or something. 400 homicides, gun murders in Southside Chicago already this year. But listen, you guys. I'm telling you from experience as an inner-city missionary in the worst area of North Minneapolis for 11 years, the blood of Jesus is stronger, <laughs> and it cannot be defeated. When you are a temple of the Holy Spirit, by faith, following the Lord, obeying the Lord, walking with the Lord in the coolness of the day, and your cup overflowing in His sacrifice, you are an invincible force of the kingdom of heaven, and Satan can't harm you at all. He has constantly tried. I tell you, we've been on the front lines here in the USA a long time. We've been on the front lines. Haven't we, Penny? Yeah. It's true. My wife over there, she's taking the rest of the year off from the broadcast to get her mind renewed because she comes out of such religious hell. And I'm telling these people, because we're dealing with so many religious people, you guys, and so many rebellious people, everyone's got so many problems. The only solution is the blood of Jesus. The Red Sea drowns Egyptian religion. Because that's a cobra right in the forehead, you guys. I deal with it every day. It's the most common thing I deal with. You think it'd be rebellion? Eh, it's not. It's more so religion. It's more so religion, you know, that's why I'm dressing so free and frolicking like a unicorn here through the third heaven. It's because I want to help you get out of your brain. The brain is the tree of the knowledge of good and even the garden. Your spirit is the tree of life. Which tree in the garden are you in? Are you in the spirit? Well, then you're in freedom. Are you in the brain? Are you in the flesh? Well then you're in bondage. You need to be spiritual. God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. There's no other way. You can't avoid the tree of life and be a successful Christian. The reason why so many people have problems is because they got a cobra right in their mind of religion beating them up, telling them do's and don'ts, here little, there little, you know, legalism, the curse of the law, and they're just in Egypt, and they're out there building bricks thinking that they're working for God, but they're actually under the tyranny of Pharaoh, Satan, you need to cross the Red Sea, which is you need to drink the cup of the New Covenant. You need to drink the hot blood of Jesus by faith, the Holy Spirit's blood. Since he was conceived of the Holy Spirit, when you drink the Holy Spirit, you're drinking the blood of the Lamb. One person. We don't serve three gods. One person. The Holy Spirit blood is the blood of Jesus. Jesus Christ is 100% with us right now. Has been since Pentecost for 2,000 years. What has seared our conscience is religion. Dead works. And so our minds are always looking for him out there. Where is God? Where is God? And he's in here. Your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. Who's in you? Whom you've already received from God. Recognize God living on the inside of you. Your heart is the holy place. Your soul is the inner court and your body is the outer court. And the only thing that matters is the Holy of Holies, the throne of God inside your heart. Luke 17 says the kingdom of heaven is within you. You must manifest out of your heart, John 7:38, rivers of living waters from out of your heart shall proceed. How, Lord Jesus? Red letters? By believing in Jesus. By believing in those waters. By believing His word, the good report. So that we don't die in the wilderness despising the bread of heaven. Despising the hidden manna. Despising the word of God. Despising the King of kings and Lord of lords. We do not live on bread alone, but every word that is spoken from our Heavenly Father. Amen? That is the key, to hear the Word and believe the Word and obey the Word. Our God, our Lord, our Savior is the Word. Amen? And we're going to drown the USA all month. USA only campaigns through Facebook. Let's reach 30 million people. Amen? I know we got Vice helping us out, but we're going to do our own campaigns and show them we don't get high in essential oils. We get high on the blood of Jesus. Don't let these liberal media people spin off our Christianity and naturalize it. This is the blood of Christ. This is the eternal covenant, seriously. This is not a game. This is real. We have seen so many people playing games die and go to heaven and go to hell. I don't know. It's between them and God. God is your only judge here. I'm just trying to help you find God, help you find Jesus. And Jesus is present with a cup of salvation that must be drunk into your spirit. And your spirit gets regenerated, then you get transformed by the renewal of your mind, Romans 12, too. If you're not transformed by the renewal of your mind, you can never see, because you're blind because of the sin in your mind. I was just reading that right here. Romans... Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on that nature's desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Romans 8, 7. The sinful mind is hostile to God. The sinful mind does not submit to God, and it can't even do so. Which means the unrenewed mind, the human mind, is at enmity, at war with the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ in the Bible is called the morning star. And Peter, until the morning star rises in your heart or until your minds are transformed by the renewing, by the washing of the water of the living word. That's why you have to hear the word, believe the word, and be transformed internally and mentally by the word of God. Otherwise, you'll die in the wilderness by despising the manna like the Israelites of old. So hear the word today and believe the word and be transformed by the living word of God. In Jesus' name. Check out our ministry online, redlettermin.com. We're campaigning through the U.S. so you can donate to support that work, reaching millions of people worldwide, literally. Redlettermin.com. Be blessed. In Jesus' name. That's an order. Be blessed. Don't mess around. <laughs>